Praise God. Amen. Numbers chapter 32. I looked at my watch a few minutes ago and it said a couple minutes after five and I tapped it because I thought it was broken. Then I remembered it is five. It's not six. Numbers chapter 32. I wish... I wish I could come just with a rah rah, sis sis sis. How's that go? Sis boom ba, message. But most of you know I usually am not that lucky. Several days ago, the Lord impressed something upon me, and as hard as I've tried to find something else, I can't get away from it. So all I can do is. Credit it to what I've been told numerous times, and that is my pastor's heart. So if nothing else, if you will allow me for a few moments tonight to preach to you from my pastor's heart. Numbers chapter 32 and verse number 2 says this, The children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spake unto Moses, and to Eleazar the priest, and unto the princes of the congregation, saying, Ataroth and Dibon and Jazer and Nimrah and Heshbon and Elilah and Shabam and Nabo and Beon, even the country with the Lord smote, which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land for cattle and thy servants have cattle. Wherefore said they, if we have found grace in thy sight, let this land Be given unto thy servants for a possession, and bring us not over Jordan. Let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession, and bring us not over Jordan. I want to preach to you for a few minutes tonight on this subject, 12 tribes, one nation. 12 tribes, one nation. Father, I thank you for your awesome presence that we recognize is in this sanctuary tonight. We thank you for your response to our praise and our worship, Lord. I thank you for the privilege of being in your presence tonight, God. We thank you for this momentum occasion that today marks in the history of this church. And we've come tonight for a divine work and move of your spirit. I pray, God, that you would have your way from this point forward as you already have had in this service. That you would do what you desire to do in this sanctuary tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, I trust you for your anointing. I depend upon you tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The children of Israel are into their journey to the promised land, the place that God has told them He would give them. They believed, even though there was unbelief that was an issue, they believed that they had some promises from God that belonged to them. There was some expectation of what God was going to give. And the verses that I've read to you, there were two tribes that come and they request that rather than us crossing Jordan and entering the land of promise, we want to stay here. This is a good land. Verse 5 says, this land... It's given unto thy servants possession. They said it's a, it's a land for cattle. It's a land for the servants cattle. So we are requesting that you would let us stay on this side of Jordan. I don't know all. I don't, maybe some here tonight know it better than I do and maybe have a better understanding or a deeper knowledge. 
I don't know all of the reasoning behind why these tribes made this request. The verse I, one of the verses we have read simply says they looked at the land and decided that it was good for them. It was good for their cattle. And so they make a request. Rather than us crossing Jordan and entering the land of promise, just let us stay here because this is a good land for us. If you skip down to verse number 6, you will find that the response from Moses was not very, wasn't well received. And Moses said unto the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren go to war? And shall you sit here? Are your brethren going to cross the Jordan and pursue the promised land and drive out the enemy while you remain here on this side of Jordan and you go ahead and attain your promise and you go ahead and attain your inheritance while the rest of them go off and have to fight and battle and you're already settled? And wherefore, if you do this, wherefore discourage you the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord hath given them. If you decide to stay here and you accept this side of Jordan and you don't cross to the other side of Jordan, then no doubt there will be some discouragement that will settle in. Perhaps Moses recognized or felt like there would then be others who would decide we want to stay on this side of Jordan as well. If Reuben and Gad, if those tribes are going to remain here, then we think we, we can, you know, there's plenty for us here as well, and so let us stay here too. And so Moses was not very thrilled with the request that these two tribes made. So if you skip down to verse number 20, there's more that I will obviously skip over between there, those, these two verses, but for the sake of time, we won't read all of it. But in verse 20, the Bible says this, and Moses said unto them, if you will do this thing, I, I, I'm going to consider your request to stay. But here's the condition. If you will do this thing, if you will go armed before the Lord to war, and will go all of you armed over Jordan before the Lord until he had driven out his enemies from before him. And the land shall be subdued before the, before the Lord. Then afterward, then afterward, if the other ten tribes are going to cross Jordan and pursue the promise, pursue the promised land, if you would be willing to agree that your men of war will cross Jordan, and they will go into the promised land. And as long as there is a battle to be fought, they, they will, as long as the land is being subdued before the Lord, then afterward, then afterward, you shall return and be guiltless before the Lord and before Israel. And this land shall be your possession before the Lord. If you're willing to accept this side of Jordan as your promise, as your inheritance. 
But you also still realize there's ten tribes that have yet to conquer the land that is theirs. And there's ten tribes that have got to cross Jordan. And when those ten tribes cross Jordan, there's going to be some battles to fight. And there's going to be some enemies to drive out. And there's going to be some lands that they're going to have to take possession of. If you're willing to accept this side for your inheritance, but you're still willing to fight with your brethren then the Lord will approve of what you do. Because all 12 tribes are going to get an inheritance. But it's not up to you to decide we'll stay here and let everybody else do the work while we accept what we have. So I don't care whether you're a tribe that's crossing Jordan in this transition. I don't care if you're a tribe that's staying on one side of the Jordan in all of this. I've come to declare to this church and remind you one more time as we launch in to a new season and a new phase. There might be 12 tribes, but there's only one nation. There might be 15, 20, 60, 100 daughter works in the future, but it's only one church. There may be multiple services on a Sunday night all over this region, but we are still one church. Nobody's going to sit back and let certain groups of people press and push and fight and go take out new territory while others of us sit back, relax, because we already have our inheritance. If there's a part of us that's still got land to take, then that means all of us are still in the fight. If there's a territory that's still being overcome and fighting spiritual opposition, it's not one tribe, it's not a few tribes, but it's the entire entire body that has a responsibility because every one of us is a part of one church one body he said if if you will commit to fight with your brothers if you'll commit to go across Jordan for the battle and not return home until all the fighting's done, then you will have your possession. He didn't state the other side, but the other side is implied. If you back out on your agreement, if you're not willing to do this, if you're not willing to, to fight with your brothers and pursue with your brothers, then the implication is, you don't get your possession. So can I say it to you this way? There is no one group of us, whether it's Sunday night or Sunday morning, that is going to access the possession and the promise that God has for us as a body by ourselves. The only way we're going to get there is we may be multiple tribes, but we are still only one nation. Bishop says, obey God, so I'm going to do my best to do that. Tell you what I believe in my spirit. We are in, we have never been in a more vulnerable time than we are at this moment in this history of this church. 
We've never been more vulnerable than a spirit slipping into our midst and causing separation and division amongst us. We are many tribes. And there's more tribes to come in the future. And I don't care how many multiple tribes there are that get added in the future. I declare tonight on the first night of this new season that we are and will remain one nation, one body, one church, undivided. If one group on Sunday morning or Sunday night thrives while another struggles, the thriving will not hang it over the struggling. In fact, I think it was a song, if I'm not mistaken, but the attitude will be, he ain't heavy, he's my brother. If you're struggling, I'm not going to kick you while you're down. I'm not going to push you further down than you already are. But rather, I'm going to realize you're my brother. And I'm going to take you by the hand. And until there's a new season for you, I'm going to help you make it through the season you're in. I had a chance and I already had direction that I'm preaching to you already felt the direction I had a chance to spend some time with brother Tovell Young Monday and in the course of our conversation he mentioned some things I forget exactly how it all came up but as he said it it got my attention and a few things that he said triggered some things and and I asked him and 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 I asked him for some guidance on some of the stuff he said and he shared something with me and Brother Young, if you'll forgive me without for not asking your permission, but I, I want to read to you something Brother Young shared with me and something that he wrote in the context of what we were talking about. And he's talking about the Greeks and the difference between the Greeks and the Romans and the success of the Greeks versus the success of the Romans. And Brother Young writes this, The Greek concept of self-governance was inherent to their society during the Peloponnesian War. Even though the concept of democracy was not embraced by all Greeks, they did not like the idea of a government by someone outside of the city-state. Their vision could not get past the city-state in order to see the greatness they could have with their fellow Greek brothers. Their vision was not able to see greatness. They thought small. They were so focused on the people around them that they would fight anyone that wasn't a part of their clique. They had great weapons for their time. They had a powerful fighting style. They had a philosophical culture that survives even until now. They were a great people that did not know, did not realize how great they could become if they united. The Peloponnesian War subsided and Alexander the Great, a Macedonian, arose. It was he that had the vision to unite the Greek people together. But alas, the unity only lasted about a century before the Greeks were defeated. The Romans came along and they did not really, they did not really have only a city-state mentality. 
They knew there could be something greater than what their eyes could conceive. They had a concept that was directed toward the glory of Rome. The empire itself was to the glory of Rome. The Romans could unite even when they conquered or coerced new lands to join the empire. They stayed united and they did not tolerate disunity or rebellion. You've been around here any length of time. You've heard me preach and you've heard me state and I, 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 I'll state it Briefly tonight, I do not believe Antioch is the church. I do not believe the United Pentecostal Church International is the church. I do believe that to the best of our ability, we are a part of the church. But forgive me for a moment because this is Antioch United and it's Sunday night and it's us. I know we're streaming and some that are not a part of us may be watching and some that are not a part of us may watch later. That's your business, your problem if it's a problem. But I pray somehow tonight God would baptize every one of us with an attitude in the proper context for the glory of Antioch. Forget the mother congregation. Forget the west. Forget the north. It's all for the glory of one. I'm just going to, Bishop's coming to preach and taking the service after me. And I know you've rebuked me for this before, but I'm going to, if I need to rebuke again, you can rebuke me again, but I'm going to disobey you anyway. (laughs) I mean it with all sincerity. I mean it with no disrespect, no ill motive. If there's anything that I say out of context, out of line, and not only in the future, he's coming tonight. I remember our conversations about this in the past. You don't need to tell me again. I got it. I'm good. I'm willfully disobeying tonight. I'd like for us to move forward that the distinctions of the three groups is not for us. If for the sake of the lost or for the sake of somebody moving into this area, they need to know there's an Antioch North or an Antioch West or a mother congregation, so be it. But as for those of us that are a part of the body, forget the adjective, it's all Antioch. For the glory. Yes, for the glory of God. That's a given. But what we do is for the glory of Antioch. And the promises that God has given to us as multiple tribes. But one nation. It is written in Julius Caesar, and this is a translated into a more common English. It is written in Julius Caesar, and excuse me, in Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, and the, the, the script says Mark Antony enters 
with Caesar's body and Brutus is speaking and says this, here comes his body mourned by Mark Antony, who though he had no part in the killing will benefit from his death. Receiving a share in the commonwealth as you all will. With these words I leave and listen to what Brutus utters. Just as I killed my best friend for the good of Rome, so I will kill myself when my country requires my death. Just as I killed my best friend for the good of Rome, so will I kill myself when my country requires my death. Because it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about any group of individuals. It's all about Him. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. For the things He's done and the things He will do. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to you. So to God be the glory. Joshua chapter 22. made contact with the tower and we are connected with the airport. We're making an approach. Joshua 22, verse number 1. If you'll bear with me, I'm going to read most of this chapter. This is, now they have conquered. They have taken the lands. They have driven out the enemy. Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh have taken up their side on the Jordan, the land that was given to them. Then Joshua called the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh and said unto them, You have kept all that Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you and have obeyed my voice in all that I commanded you. You have not left your brethren these many days unto this day, but have kept the charge of the commandment of the Lord your God. And now the Lord your God hath given rest unto your brethren as he promised them. Therefore now return ye and go unto your tents and unto the land of your possession, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave you on the other side, Jordan. But take diligent heed to do the commandment and the law. We have conquered. We have possessed. You're returning back to your side of the Jordan for your inheritance. But make sure you take heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord your God and to walk in all His ways and to keep His commandments and to cleave unto Him and to serve Him with all your heart, with all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away and they went under their tents. Now to the one half of the tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given possession in Bashan, but unto the other half thereof gave Joshua among their brethren on this side, Jordan, westward. And when Joshua sent them away also under their tents, then he blessed them. 
And he spake unto them, saying, Return with much riches unto your tents, with very much cattle, with silver and gold and brass and iron, and with very much raiment. Divide the spoil of your enemies with your brethren. And the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh returned and departed from the children of Israel out of Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan, to go unto the country of Gilead, to the land of their possession, whereof they they were possessed according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And when they came unto the borders of Jordan, that are in the land of Canaan, the children of Reuben and the children of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh built there an altar by Jordan, a great altar to see to. The children of Israel heard, say, Behold, the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh have built an altar over against the land of Canaan in the borders of Jordan, at the passage of the children of Israel. And when the children of Israel heard of it, the whole congregation of the children of Israel gathered themselves together at Shiloh to go up to war against them. They were getting ready to go fight against their own brethren. The children of Israel sent unto the children of Reuben and to the children of Gad, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, and to the land of Gilead, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the priest. And with him ten princes of each chief house, a prince throughout all the tribes of Israel. And each one was an head of the house of their fathers among the thousands of Israel. And they came unto the children of Reuben, and to the children of Gad, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, and unto the land of Gilead. And they spake, unto them, they spake with them, saying, Thus saith the whole congregation of the Lord, What trespass is this that you have committed against the God of Israel to turn away this day from following the Lord and that you have builded you an altar that you might rebel this day against the Lord? Is the iniquity of pure too little for us? from which we are not cleansed until this day, although there was a plague in the congregation of the Lord, but that you must turn away this day from following the Lord, and it will be, seeing ye rebel today against the Lord, that tomorrow He will be wroth with the whole congregation of Israel. Notwithstanding, if the land of your possession be unclean, then pass ye over unto the land of the possession of the Lord, wherein the Lord's tabernacle dwelleth, and take possession among us. But rebel not against the Lord, nor rebel against us in building you an altar beside the altar of the Lord our God. Did not Achan, the son of Zerah, commit a trespass in the accursed thing? And wrath fell on all the congregation of Israel, and that man perished not alone in his iniquity. Then, after all these assumptions and these allegations, then the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh answered and said unto the heads of the thousands of Israel, The Lord God of gods, the Lord God of gods, He knoweth. And Israel shall know if it be in rebellion or if it transgression against the Lord, save us not this day. That we have built us an altar to turn from following the Lord, or if, if it, if to offer thereon burnt offering or meat offering, or if to offer peace offerings thereon, let the Lord Himself require it. And if we have not rather done it for fear of this thing, saying, here, here is the reason. This is the reason why we have built this altar. 
In time to come, your children might speak unto our children, saying, What have you to do with the God of Israel? For the Lord hath made Jordan a border between us and you, you, you children of Reuben and children of Gad. Ye have not, you have no part in the Lord, so shall your children make our children cease from fearing the Lord. We want to make sure that for generations to come and future generations of your children that they don't look at us separated by a river and say, because you're on the other side of Jordan, you serve someone else. So we are in a, we are erecting an altar so that there is a statement and a reminder that your God is our God. And just because there's a river that separates us does not mean we're separated from you. Therefore we said, let us now prepare to build us an altar, not for burnt offering nor for sacrifice, but that it may be a witness between us and you and our generations after us, that we might do the service of the Lord before Him with our burnt offerings and with our sacrifices and with our peace offerings, that your children may not say to our children in time to come, you have no part in the Lord. Therefore said we that it shall be when they shall so say to us or to our generations in time to come that we may say again, Behold, the pattern of the altar of the Lord which our fathers made not for burnt offerings nor for sacrifices, but it is a witness between us and you. Two more verses. God forbid that we should rebel against the Lord and turn this day from following the Lord. To build an altar for burnt offerings, for meat offerings, or for sacrifices beside the altar of the Lord our God that is before His tabernacle. And when Phinehas the priest and the princes of the congregation and the heads of the thousands of Israel which were with him heard the words that the children of Reuben, the children of Gad, and the children of Manasseh spake, It pleased them. When they declared, we've not built an altar to divide us from you. We've not created an altar to separate those on this side of the Jordan from those on that, on that side. But we want generations to come. As senior elder of the mother congregation, I want generations to come. And I'm going to undermine what I just said a few minutes ago. Forgive me for this in this context. But I want generations to come in the mother congregation and all the elders in the mother congregation to know that those that are on the other side of 97 and those that are on the other side of the beltway, that we've got the same God and we have the, we serve the same God and we may be different places and we might be different tribes, but it's one. To the mother congregation, I say tonight, we can't sit back in what is already established and be comfortable while our brethren go off to war. 
We can't sit back and be content with having already received an inheritance on this side of the Jordan while our brethren go off and fight on the other. Nobody gets to rest. Nobody gets to stop. Nobody gets to go back home for R&R until all of our brethren, until all of our brethren, until all of our brethren have received their inheritance, then we can return where our inheritance is and be at rest. But until then, we might be a bunch of tribes, but we fight together. We either survive or we die together. We either possess or we don't possess together. Hallelujah. Stand for a moment if you would. Or I get out of the way. You to touch the person, join a hand, put a hand on his shoulder, whatever's most appropriate or you're most comfortable with. I want you to join with me right now as a prayer and as a declaration that we are and will be multiple tribes, but one nation. And if somebody erects an altar, it's not to separate or divide, but it's to be a reminder. We're all in this together. And it's to be a reminder for generations to come in the future. We may be separated by the Jordan. We might be divided by the Jordan. But who we are as a people is undivided. Geography may separate us, but in spirit, we are one. As a body, we are one. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.